This is the Minnesota Sports Insider Podcast. Here we talk about the Twins, the Wolves, the Wild, the Timberwolves, and we will do our best job to give you the daily news of what is going on in each of those sports. As a big Minnesota sports fan myself, I personally try to watch, um, in a normal calendar season, roughly 130 full Twins games, 70-plus full Wild games, 70-plus Wolves games, um, and, uh, and all the Vikings games. So we are going to do our best to give you information that's not so subjective, rather objective in looking at what is actually happening, what is the trends, and all those things. So if you could just give us any any help, maybe follow us on Twitter, maybe just listen to the podcast, that would be awesome. Subscribe to us, all those things are cool. But today we will be talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves. On the docket, we will be talking about A-Rod, Lori, KG, some of the prospects on our team. Um, I'll keep this podcast probably within 15 minutes long, not too long. Um, and then we'll dip into the draft lottery and a couple rumors that are, are they interesting? Are they just fake news? So first things first, okay? Um, there's been this um, loud noise coming from Glenn Taylor um, and A-Rod and Mark Lowry. And the question is, is as Wolves fans, okay, we are, um, should we be worried that we could lose the Wolves in the next coming years when Mark Lowry and A-Rod take over in 2023? I would argue that, um, yes, there's definitely reason to be concerned if you are a diehard Wolves fan, and understandably so. Because you can't, it's hard to trust Glenn Taylor at this point, right? There, we saw um, John Johnny K's athletic article came out and basically said there's no language um, in the in the documents that Glenn Taylor signed off with A Rod Mark Laurie that have any provision saying that we or they can't move the team to another to another city. There's no provision. There's no language of that. Okay, and I understand people get very scared when that when those details come out here's why i am not okay um call me call me trying to be positive or whatever it is right i'm i'm this is what i know okay um some facts it takes a lot more money for a team trying to relocate rather than expansion and what i mean by that is the owners okay the owners personally will take a hit in their wallets to a degree um, in the league itself. If you are trying to reload, a, relocate a team to another city. Okay. So if the wolves were to go to Seattle, right? There's been a lot of hot heat about that with um, a rod being playing his first seven seasons. there, maybe trying to make amends. Who knows? Okay. Um, it will take a lot of money out of the wallets of the people that run the NBA. Okay. Rather than expansion, the owners all profit. The league profits to a degree, right? The only people that are um, actually paying out of pocket in, in sense um, are, are the owners that are trying to, to, to get that team to that city, okay? Um, and expansion. So expansion is the way that makes sense. It fills, the, it fills all the, the billionaires' pockets to, to, to an extent, um, and there's less risk um, involved, also, from Adam Silver's standpoint, um, it, it's just an easier thing 
to get started in terms of um, branding and all those variables. So I don't see it. I don't see it um, as a huge concern. I do think that the Wolves will be okay, um, at least until 2023-24. Here's another interesting you know, part of it. We know that KG has been around saying, hey, I really want to help with the Wolves, and I really want don't want the Wolves to leave. And, he, and he's and I, you know, there's been rumors that he's been trying to kind of get into Mark Laurie and A Rod's idea of taking over this team and having some ideas for them and maybe persuading them to keep them here and why it's so important to this community and all those things, right? Um, you know, it's hard to say how much is KG gonna really make a difference. I don't know. Um, it is hard to say. But this is this is where I'm gonna go off a little bit off off the per you know proverbial path. Ant. Okay, Anthony Edwards, 19 year old, becoming a star. We saw what he did the last 40 games of the year, especially when he got his chance. More opportunity when Beasley and Delo were down at points in, in the season. Um we saw that, right? The point that I'm laying out here is for all the Wolves fans that are very worried, just think about this, okay? When the Seattle Sox lost their team, the last four seasons, they finished second, third, or last in the NBA in terms of win-loss record. They were one of the worst teams in the NBA for four straight years, and boom, they lost their team, and then they went over to Oklahoma, and we know the story. The owners lied. They didn't, they're like, oh, we're never going to move them, blah, 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 blah. They moved them. But that's a different story, okay? That team had four years of being really, really bad. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, well, hey, the Wolves have been historically bad since KG left, minus the one year from Jimmy Butler. That's it, right? We've been historically bad. What makes you think that we're going to be any better than Seattle when Mark Laurie and A-Rod take over 2023? Well, here's this. Ant is our saving grace. It's as simple as that for me. He is our saving grace. If he can elevate this team, and that's a lot of ifs, right? We don't know. But I'm telling you, the way his trajectory is looking, the way that he's, when you have guards that can dominate like he can and started to do at the end of the year, more efficient, more efficient, more confidence, could score inside, score outside, can even start to play a little defense, a little off-ball defense. When you have a guy who can raise your team and elevate your team with Cat and Ant and whoever else is existing around them in the future, that is a good sign for a franchise to bet on, okay? Ant is going to drive a lot of sales. Ant is great great for marketing. Not saying that none of those things can't translate when you go to another city, but the fact is if you're trying to go to Seattle and you look at market size, Seattle's market size is about 13th. Okay, and Minneapolis is roughly about 14th or 15th, depending on what site you look at for TV ratings and all that stuff. Okay, so it's not a big difference. So you have to ask yourself, what's the point here? And to me, Ant is the thing that can really prevent this from happening. If he takes this team to just a playoff team, a relevant team, this market is going to be very, very hot. We know when Minnesota gets... 
a relevant team that's not bottom five team in the league. People come out. People support. It's a very good basketball city. And, and in terms of metro population and density, it's all not that different than Seattle if, you include, if you're talking about the MSP area. So that's what's interesting about that. The other thing, I guess the last thing you can talk about there is, um, you know, Mark Laurie and, and A-Rod still have a, a few years away from taking over. So we'll see on that front. We'll probably keep talking about that as, as time goes on. Let's move on, though, um, to the second topic. Again, well, I'm only going to get through about four topics today, and then I'm going to head out um, and talk about the next thing. So the next one is um, a, a prospect developing, a prospect that, as Wolves fans, we should be excited about. We should be, we should be watching him as much as we can on YouTube. That's all we got, unless you guys have a different stream to watch. But we should be trying to watch Leandro Balmero. Okay, he is he is playing um, with Barcelona right now, and he's been playing phenomenal. Um, and I'll I'll discuss you know you, you why is he so intriguing? Okay, you turn on his stats and you look at his stats, and he's played on two different ACB and right, he's playing two different teams. So you look at him, and you're like, well. He's not averaging that many points and not that many assists, and he's not getting a whole lot of minutes throughout the year. And, yes, it's easy. When you look at European prospects, okay, um, or prospects that are playing in Europe specifically, you're not going to always see when you're 20 years old these guys playing heavy minutes. Luca didn't. Luca didn't even do that, okay? And we know what Luca is. I'm not saying he's Luca. He's not. Okay, different, totally different player. But you look at what he's doing in the minutes that he's been given his IQ is extremely high. A lot of people uh, point to the idea of Mano Ginobili. The, the, the size, the style, the defense, the tenacity, the ability to pass, the ability to make bigger shots when it, when it matters. Over the last month now, he's been given more time. If you look at his last 10 games, he's averaging roughly um, 13 points, five rebounds, four assists with a couple of steals or 1.5 steals. Okay, shooting fairly good from three, 36% and 44% field goal. He is six foot seven tall, has about a six foot nine wingspan. Um, you know, he is not a burner. He's not super quick, but for his size, for his, um, you know, for his his frame and all those things, he's got some good athleticism traits to him. Um, and again, what makes me excited about him is his shot. His shot preparation has gone so good over the last year. You look at his tape, it's just, it looks different. Um, the confidence is there from his shot. He's able to score. A lot of people say like, oh, he can score, you know, um, in the paint. He can, he can make tough finishes, um, over seven footers. He, he, he can make a jump shot. He can make a fadeaway. He can pull up, um, spot up. All these things, right? Like he truly can shoot in infinite floater. He has that um, pull up. He has that. He has all these things that are fairly. They they look pretty easy for him. And on top of that, he is a willing defender. He's a smart defender. He's a good off ball defender. He plays. He plays with anticipation and transition defensively. And. He switches pretty well too for a twenty-year-old player. So a lot of things to be, you know, looking at Balmero going forward. 
um, to see what he will be. It'll be interesting to see if he does indeed comes over to play with the Wolves, like Gerson Rosas has suggested um, a few weeks ago. Um, and, you know, it's also interesting if the Wolves do lose their pick, we'll get to that in a second, what does that entail? What does that mean? I think the Wolves are looking at it, you know, in a way of if we lose the pick, that's okay, we have Balmaro. And when we get Leandro over here, he's going to be a player that could have been a top 10 pick. They, they, I honestly think they believe that in this draft. And if you add that to your team and you add a guy that has high IQ, plays hard, knows how to handle the ball, can pass, has a nice shot, you're going to have a player that impacts winning, maybe not right away because he's a young player, he's learning the game, he's learning the systems, but a guy that eventually will be impacting winning with all those traits. Um, that's how I see it. So I can't wait to keep watching him. He's he's typically playing once every four days or so. Um, you just type, go to Leandro Balmero's stats on basketball reference, and you can switch between the ACB, the two leagues that he's been playing in this year. So keep following him. He's a very intriguing prospect and not somebody that that's just going to be an eighth or ninth guy in your rotation in the future. Like a guy that can legitimately be either a starter or a first or second guy off the bench that plays heavy minutes. He's a very interesting prospect to look at going forward. So the last um, two things, nuggets I want to go through. We're almost at 13. We're over 13 minutes here. I'll probably get this to about 20 minutes. Keep it short for you guys is um, the NBA draft lottery. That is on June 22nd. Okay. That is, an interesting day for the Wolves. We currently, let's go to the page here, have the sixth um, highest uh, odds to land the first pick. Okay, we currently are the have the sixth um, worst record in the NBA. So let's go to the quick odds here. Uh, we have a nine percent chance to land the first pick. Same same thing for the second pick. Same thing for the third. So basically, 9% for the first three picks are odds. You get to the fourth spot, we have about 10%, another 10% for the fifth spot, about a 9% for the sixth. And then, interesting enough, um, our highest odds for a pick to land is the seventh at 30%, and the next highest is eighth, the eighth pick at 20%. So mo- according to the odds, the seventh and eighth pick are the possible selections that we could be handing over to the Warriors because that has the highest odds. So right now that's what it's looking like. Um, you know, like it, the three prospects that most people are clamoring about are Mobley um, and Suggs and Cunningham going one, two, and three. Out After that, it's kind of it's kind of a, a drop-off to an extent. You have Jalen Green. You have some G-League G League players. Um waiting down there. So um, that's something to keep an eye on uh, going forward for the Wolves in the next few weeks. You know, I, again, I think the Wolves don't look at it as a huge downfall if we lose the pick because they believed Leandro Balmero would have been a top 10 pick or a late lottery pick, 12 or 14 in this draft. And they believe he is a impactful player and the tape does not lie. Um, I am a film junkie, and uh, I'm not going off of biases or random guesses. Tape looks good for Leandro Balmero. He looks like if I had a pick between him and Denny Avija, um, you know, like if, if they were in the same draft this year, 
I, I, I honestly might take a long, hard look. And, and honestly might take Leandro Palmero. I just like more the things he does um, and his willingness to play hard all the time. You're never going to have to worry about um, his work ethic uh, on the court or off the court. That's just something that a lot of scouts have, have admired about him. So let's go to the last um, part of the docket here. Um, there's some rumors that spewed from Stephen A. Smith about Towns to Portland. Um, Carl Anthony Towns going to Portland after uh, we, we saw Dame Willard put on a show. He had like 50 points, um, was 70% field goal, was unbelievable that game. It went to overtime, and they lost. Um, and they lost in the first round of the Nuggets. And they've lost in multiple years now in the first round, um, consecutive years. So it will be interesting to see what happens with Dame. And a lot of people think that they're going to try to do everything. They're going to exhaust every last resort to get a true star player next to Dame, um, if they can, a superstar. And um, Stephen A. speculated. He thinks that there's there's a he has a source that says he thinks that Towns could go to Portland this summer. I don't buy it. Um, here's why. Uh, I you look at Portland's roster. They have Nurkic. They have Robert Covington. They have C.J. McCollum. Yes, they have Carmelo. He's he's not an asset that that's that's going to go under much. But so the main assets they have outside of Dame, again, are Nurkic and McCollum, and Covington. And if you're the Wolves, is that enough to on top of draft capital? I'm sure that would be added to to get Towns over to Portland. And I don't think so. And I don't think they want to break that up. And I don't think Towns wants to get leave the Wolves right now. A lot of people outside the Wolves organization might say, why would he want to stay? They keep losing. They don't make the playoffs. He, they're wasting his career. And my, my pushback to that is, is listen to the player talk. Sometimes it's just false, fake news, right? It's just, or they're just lying. But listen to him talk consistently. Listen to him talk about his teammates, how his love for D'Lo, his love for Ant, how, some of his favorite teammates he's ever had. His, he, he seems motivated. And not only that, they won 10 of their last 16 games to end the season. So they started winning. They started to figure it out. It seems like he's clicking with Chris Finch. It seems like he believes in Gerson Rosa's plan for this team long term. I do not think that we need to worry about him going to Portland. There are other teams in the future that I would be more worried about because of the assets that they have. Okay, But I, I really think that Towns himself believes in Ant and D'Lo um, around him and he likes them uh, for whatever that's worth you know I'm not saying I believe or don't I'm just saying what I think that cat believes so I don't believe it but you guys can always catch the podcast again Minnesota Sports Insider Podcast talking about wolves twins wild vikings cover it all here thanks guys for listening bye